This is Unclaimed Bands, show 222. Hey, music listeners, this is Sean from Unclaimed Bands, coming to you from the Grape Room in Maniac. And with me tonight is Alex Coltberth. Welcome, Alex. How you doing, man? I'm doing pretty good. How you doing, Sean? I'm doing absolutely great. Uh, we just got finished doing a little uh, little outside festival, a lot of interviews. I was, you know, bleached by the sun and stuff like that. It's calmed down now so I can touch my own skin without screaming. Right and we're getting ready to sit back into our normal interview process like this. And I got to tell you, um, you know, I really wasn't even going to do an interview this week. Gave the rest of the crew off, but I, I was checking out who was playing here, and I listened to uh, your, your uh, band camp page. I went there. And uh, really impressed, man. Really like your, like your music. Thanks. Uh, so let's just start right in the beginning. Uh, jump in for a song so people can understand what I appreciate. What song are we going to let them listen to first? How about some uh, PBR Whiskey and Pot. I love Set the tone. that. <laughs> All right, this is PBR Whiskey and Pot. Whiskey and pot That and that's All I got But it was always Enough To keep you here Now here they are Just let me down Let me wandering Around this town Like a rabbit doll Is too damn crazy to care Some rusty dead old moon That's where this whole town's led By lonesome 40 white bone I got this cold miner's grin From a couple fights we was in You smash a lamp on the wall In the face against my skull Yeah, you've been a hunter Let me tell you Oh, I know They're gonna leave me alone
Pibia, whiskey and pot, good Lord, Pibia, whiskey and pots, and you. All right, PBR, whiskey and pot. Now, is it always in that order, or can we switch it up? You can always switch it up. You can always switch it up. Uh, There's not a formula to it, or is that just your personal preference? Because I notice right now you're already pulling a PBR, so... I'm assuming the whiskey, and I don't want to know about the pot later on. Hey, man, it's a trifecta. Wait, can't go wrong. What state are we in? Can we say that? Yeah, we can say it. That's right. It doesn't matter here. <laughs> and I'm not even going to debate medical or not. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, so let, let's start at the beginning. How did you, how'd you start? How'd you get into music? How'd you start? Um, you know, what, what drove you to this? Oh, man, I started, uh, I got a guitar for my 13th birthday. Um, and like, yeah, like all throughout high school, all I listened to was punk, pretty much. Mm-hmm. I love like a lot of the uh, like the old LA punk, like the Germs and the X and uh, the Screamers and all that, and the New York stuff. Patti Smith, Richard Hell. Mm-hmm. Um, that was pretty much all I listened to in um, in high school. Uh, tried to start a few punk bands, but could never seem to keep a keep a band together. So I just kind of got used to just playing playing by myself and uh, yeah, just writing by myself. Okay, okay so all right, because what I listen to and what we just listened to is definitely not punk. So, I mean, mm-hmm. uh, I understand the idea of, you know, it's difficult for anybody to keep a band together and you're working, working solo. Um, but how did you get to playing the type of music you're playing now? What was the transition like for that? I had a few friends that... Um, or is it just easier to play this type of music solo as opposed to, like, doing a punk show solo? No, I don't, I don't think I could... I'm not quite there to, to be, doing, like, be doing punk shows. Uh, I'll leave that <laughs> to the professionals, but... Uh, I mean, like, I had some friends that got me into, into like, Towns Van Zant and Todd Snyder and Dylan and, and um, just really good songwriters when I was, I don't know, maybe, like, 16 or so. So, uh, so two things that I just really always really enjoyed was either, like, a well-crafted song, well-written, mm-hmm. or something to just get all your frustration out, the energy of, you know, of the, all the punk that I grew up listening to. Okay, so one one that one. one that kind of handles thought-provoking storytelling or whatever mm-hmm. and any other just because yep i'm letting it fly my week sucked mm-hmm. okay that's good well no diversity's there i mean uh, absolutely um nothing wrong with that at all as a matter of fact when uh when my one uh, one partner amanda hears this she's gonna wish she did the interview she's all about punk so mm-hmm. <laughs> you would have had a ton of punk questions okay. uh so uh, making the transition to playing music to you know by yourself so tonight you're playing you're playing solo mm-hmm. you're playing acoustic you're playing gu- electric guitar you're also got a, a kick drum right yep and tambourine mm-hmm. and anything else kazoo or no, harmonica no just that's, that? that's enough that's enough for right now yeah. right uh well, what, what's that been like for you to, to do that uh i mean it's i enjoy it um you don't have to don't have to worry about band drama don't have to don't have to pay pay out four different ways at the end of the night um and i i, I work well traveling solo i like it mm-hmm. um uh, it just works for me and i like being able to get rowdy and to get loud with the you know with the foot percussion which you can't really do as much which is to do with a guitar well now now when you for the music for your songs that are recorded what we listen to uh, do you do you do all the instruments yourselves on those as well? No, no, no. I had uh, other musicians. Okay, uh, brings people helping in out on that. Okay, I was gonna say I, that's probably, that's both are impressive. Don't get me wrong, but okay. So you bring some people in to do that mm-hmm. for recording and everything. Um, when you uh, when you sit down and and write the songs, okay. Obviously, you know I, I would have to think that you have to write them for 
you know, how you're going to record them and arrange them with other musicians or other instruments at least, a little broader range. Do you find it easy to translate and bring that back down to something you can just do solo? I normally I'm writing, I'm writing the songs to mainly perform them solo because that's how they're going to be be performed anyways. But um, so no no ideas of have adding to the band. No, nah, not nothing so, right now. Not okay. so much. And yeah, the, all the musicians that were on that were on the album, um, they, I mean a lot of a lot of their parts were were their own ideas. I was coming at them with the with the basics and how how I was doing it, and they were adding on to it. So they they can they collaborated to it. Mm-hmm. So essentially, what you're writing, is, you're writing for the solo performance, yeah. and then they add on to the recording. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, it's got to be a lot lot easier as far as you know what you're what you're able to do. Mm-hmm. Like it's never obviously not a stretch for you to say, okay, how do I make this part work? Mm-hmm. Because it sounds like this on the record when you know because you already have it worked out. Yeah. So that's interesting. That's very interesting. I don't I don't know that we've we've met a lot of and, and interviewed a lot of people who perform in bands but also play solo mm-hmm. you know and a lot of times it's because it's a smaller and more intimate venue or it's more difficult to get the band members together but i don't know i don't know if we ever talked to anybody that's that's you know geared their songwriting and, and song creation for solo work mm-hmm. uh so that's that's you know complete not just not guitar singer songwriter guitar and that's it mm-hmm. i mean so that's interesting well uh now you mentioned as far as touring where are you from from fredericksburg virginia Okay, so this is a little alien to you up here, huh? This is what? This is a little alien to you up here. No, 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 no not too bad. No, I've been through. I've been through Pennsylvania a bunch. Um, played like smaller towns like um, Reading. Still come back? Wow. Oh yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. There's actually a great bar in Reading called uh, Mike's Tavern. I, it's like I, I love going there. I've been through maybe like half a dozen times now, or something like that. And I'll play like uh, was it Wilkes Bear? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Philly. It's been it's been a few years since I've been here though. Oh really? Yeah. Where, where was the last place you played? I don't have no idea. No idea. <laughs> it's been a while. It's probably closed anyway. It's all right. <laughs> um, well, with with uh, going through this, how long have you, well, after you got the guitar when you were 13, but how long have you been touring and stuff, writing your own music? I, I do it progressively more and more um, each year. Um, I mean, the last couple of years, I was doing at least half the year touring. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, yeah, I've been out on... Been out on this run for like ten weeks so far. Ten weeks. Yeah. What's the craziest thing that's ever happened to you while you were touring? It's crazy things all the time. It's hard to pick. Hard you, to pick you, you don't have to name names, okay? Um. Now you put me on the spot. I don't know. Um, craziest thing maybe for. Well, actually, once um, once at a show in Santa Fe. Yeah. Uh, you know that comedian Sarah Silverman. Yeah. Yeah. I was uh, I was playing this outdoor barbecue joint, and I guess she was filming that uh, that movie that where like it's like the cowboy comedy. Yeah, yeah. West comedy okay. came out a few years ago. Yep. Um, I guess we were filming that, and um, I was out outside playing in like the patio of this barbecue joint, and um, and uh, and like halfway through a song, I saw this girl walk up and like put something in my tip jar, and she turned around and smiled at me, and I'm like, oh, like, holy shit, that looks a lot like Sarah Silverman. <laughs> I'm like walking her walk, like walk back. And then she like walks to a table with uh, um, God, uh, Doogie Howser, um, Neil, oh, pa- Neil, Neil Patrick Harris, Neil Patrick yeah. Harris and like and I'm just like holy shit, this Sarah Silverman and Neil Patrick Harris. And then uh, and then later on at the end of the night, because um, like they they left after that, I was going through the tip jar and I found like a huge nug in there. Uh huh. And I and like I was like I think I think Sarah Silverman tipped me in weed. <laughs> <laughs> I can't be sure, but it looked like she threw something in there. And I was like, I think, I think. 
That's cool. You know, that kind of makes sense. <laughs> That's cool. That's very cool. Well, I'll tell you what, on that note, let's, uh, let's let people listen to another song. What are we going to let them hear this time? Um, how about uh, Corn Liquor? Corn Liquor. I'm seeing a theme here. I'm First liking one on it. there, yeah. <laughs> All right, this is Corn Liquor. My guest is Alex Colberth. Hey, uh, Alex, what's the best way for people to keep in touch with you and find out what's going on and when you're going to be touring around? Um, just look at the Bandcamp uh, site that I have up. If you just Google my name, it's the first thing that pops up. I got all the tour dates and the CD and all that, all that up there. All right, excellent. And where can people get the CD? Is it just available yeah, just on your the site? Bandcamp. Bandcamp. Okay, yep. that's good. That's a great place to get it. Um, tell me something. What's the first record you ever remember buying? First record that I remember. Could be buying. tape, could be eight track, could be you know. Jeez, man. Um, it's a judgment free zone, so don't worry about it. Weirdly enough, when I was like, like twelve or thirteen, I kind of got into like eighties pop for some mm-hmm. reason. Like I feel like the first thing that I bought was like the Wedding Singer soundtrack, which is a weird, which was a weird, weird first CD to really get. Um, but I think that was just my initial kind of interest in music and just start start getting into it. Even though like even though like, I really care less about eighties pop, but for whatever reason <laughs> at that, that particular was, that time. Was, for whatever reason at that when I was twelve years old, I was like I was just kinda of start getting into that. And um and yeah, just started really sitting down and listening to it. Uh, I think like probably the first probably the first C D I, I got that that like really meant anything, uh, or that had a lasting impact was maybe when I was like fifteen. And I was starting starting to get into punk, yeah. And I I I don't remember how I found it, but I got this CD of uh, this guy named Patrick Fitzgerald. Mm-hmm. He was a uh, kind of this unknown British uh, like punk.
punk singer songwriter. He was like he was doing punk on a on acoustic guitar. It was like almost like a little Billy Bragg kind of in there. Okay. okay. Um, but but just a lot more straightforward and and uh, maybe like and he toured with the Clash I think for a little bit in the seventies. But just kind of got written off and didn't didn't put I guess didn't put all that much out. Yeah, and but, you um, discovered him one day. But yeah, like but, but what I loved about him was that he you know really couldn't sing or play guitar all that all that well. Uh-huh. But um, you know just three chords. But his his stuff was really well written and it was really energetic and it, and it. it Something about it just kind of just hooked me, and I think that I think that was like, and that kind of like led the way to a lot of my musical influences and what I try to do in my own music. You know, try to try to write a good song, but also yeah, to have that have that energy and to get that aggression, yeah. frustration out. You know, well, I mean, that's that's great that you're able to like, you know, a lot of people. A lot of times we, we catch people. That's why we tell them it's a judgment free zone, okay? Because sometimes people, you know, the first thing will be like, you know. ABBA or something like that and they're mm-hmm. like in a death metal band but they don't want to say that you know what I mean mm-hmm. and you can see the wheels turning and they're thinking about they're not thinking about what it really was they're thinking about what's going to be, be the, the cool best answer, answer. Yeah. yeah so I appreciate being honest with me and because I know that that wasn't like your this is my cool answer this is my, my truthful answer so trust me I, I really do and I've heard stranger things than that uh, god yeah lots of stranger things is that was soundtrack, man. <laughs> I mean, I mean besides Sarah Silverman may, allegedly or maybe not allegedly giving you giving you a little pot which is great. Which is great. That's 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 just as good as cash. I, mean, I wasn't about okay. to hand it back. No, hell no. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, you dropped this, Miss Silver. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Honesty's nice, but no. <laughs> it's a lot easier to drop that than you know PBR is in there or something else like that. You know. Um, where do you where do you want to be uh, musically with your career? Say in five years from now, where where do you see yourself, or where would you like to be? Um. Jeez, five years from now. I mean, I, I mean, right now I'm I'm touring full time, um, and this is, this is my job. Um, I've gotten lucky, man. I got into like I'm getting to play steadily and getting to open for some for some cool people. So I want to keep it keep it up, keep it going. Uh, hopefully, maybe have a few more um, people know my name and maybe coming coming out to shows. Um, I don't know, just keep on keep on touring and keep on putting out putting out CDs. Well, I personally think more people will know your name, okay, in all honesty, because I thought just listening to your music today, the other day was just I'm like, wow, you know, how, how come I haven't seen this guy or this guy before? Now, I know why. You haven't been in Philly in a while. So uh, so there you go. Hey, score one for the idiot here, and then I was able to figure it out, Captain Obvious. Um, you know, Alex, before we go, uh, is there anything you want to say to your fans out there? Jeez, uh, man, just uh, thanks for listening. Okay. Well, Alex, I want to thank you for taking time to do this. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Uh, Absolutely, man. It's my pleasure. Uh, Everybody, make sure you go to Alex's site. You're probably on the computer or on your smartphone listening to this. Just jog on over to the the web thing and open it up and go to the URL. And uh, make sure if you can't, if you don't buy it there, if you can come out and see see Alex play, uh, that's the best way to really support your artist and and find him. And he's a heck of a nice guy. You can tell that already. Uh, So come out and meet him. Say, hey. Okay, everybody? Uh, until next time, uh, this is Sean from Unclaimed Bands. My guest has been Alex Colter. Thanks, Alex. Thank you. The statements, views, and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely those of the individuals and in no way reflect the views of Unclaimed Bands, its parent company, or subsidiaries.